Hello and welcome to the Raw podcast brought to you by the Sunderland Echo. Today we're going to be previewing Saturday's match between Sunderland and Hull City at the MKM Stadium. So to find out more about the Tigers, we are joined by Nathaniel Whittingham from the To Hull and Back podcast. Nathaniel, how's things? I'm very well. I just got back home uh, just a second and uh, it's a bit um, hectic getting back into this, but I'm looking forward to talking about all things uh, Hull City and Sunderland. Mm -hmm. Well, Hull have played just one game since their return from the World Cup break, haven't they? Uh, Last Mm -hmm. weekend, they got a goalless draw against Watford. They're 21st in the table, so and they're one of the the many sides in the Championship as well that have changed managers this season. Mm -hmm. So, Nathaniel, can you just kind of give us a brief overview of how Sunderland se- of, uh, of how uh, whole season has gone so far? Well, we always thought it was going to be tough um, because we signed a, about, I can't remember the exact number, but it was almost comparable to what Nottingham Forest did, signing all those players in the summer and buying players from foreign leagues, especially um, Turkey, because of any Turkish owners. Um, so we thought the season would start tough and we'd get a bit better, whereas... We actually won the first few matches and then we went on a very bad run, sacked Schotter much earlier than we thought um, because he had a very good relationship with the owner, Ajin in the Jella, but Arvaladza, uh, Schotter Arvaladza got sacked. We brought in Lima Senior. We've had the uh, World Cup uh, month break that everyone else has had. Hopefully he's been able to train the players to defend set pieces especially and um, play out from the back better. Those are the two things we really need to do much better, but... Still got a lot of players injured. Um, we shouldn't really be as low as we are. But um, again, I think the second half of the season should be a whole lot better with the new manager and um, getting our players back fit um, because uh, we've had a, a you know several injury crisis uh, already this season. So um, hopefully Sunderland at home um, is the start of a, a better second half to the season. Mm. Well, it's been four games now that Liam Rossini has had in charge of Hull. Just looking at the results now, two goalless draws, a win and a defeat. So what's kind of been the feeling about him coming in among Hull supporters and and do they think he's going to be a good appointment for the position that they're in? Well, I think um, he's, of course, a Hull City legend. Um, he was part of the club um, at our best moments, getting to the FA Cup final and getting promoted to the Premier League again. Um, so we want to give him a bit of time, longer than Schotter, because, um, well, he, he is an, ex- in an experienced manager. He's only uh, managed at uh, League One level before us with Derby um, as an interim uh, this season. So um, hopefully the team will build along with him because um, he's not done this before. So he'll need some time. Hopefully it'll be a good um, appointment, but we don't really know yet. Um, I think the two goalless draws... They may seem boring at first, but we've uh, struggled so much to defend and keep clean sheets. Actually, if we can have a few more boring results, like a nil-nil, um, and add some goals to that, we'd, we'd be delighted because we've only had three clean sheets all season and two of them have come under him. So already that's an improvement. Um, and hopefully we get our home form uh, much better because the a win was uh, in Cardiff. Um, so if you can improve the home form, keep uh, getting some clean sheets, we'll be happy. But I think a lot of fans are expecting it to take a a long time uh, to improve and get promoted potentially. Yeah, looking at the championship table as well, Hull with the most goals conceded this season in the championship with 39. So has that kind of been what Rossini has come in and tried to 
first of all, just shore up that defence and, and start, start, as you say, getting some clean sheets? Well, I suppose so. Um, his first match was the 0-0 against Millwall. He said before the game it was a perfect opportunity to see what sort of character his players had. And um, we've had a clean sheet since then as well. Um, still quite sloppy, um, conceding goals from playing out from the back against Cardiff and then two set-piece goals against Reading, which were very poorly defended. So, um, yeah, as I said, hopefully over the month we've been able to... Um, you know, get some confidence back in the defenders and, you know, we've not conceded in this second half yet um, after the World Cup, um, just being the one match, but we just need to keep that going as long as possible until we get to January where we can sign the, maybe a better defensive midfielder and maybe a better centre-half. But showing up the defence um, is definitely the, the number one priority because it is the worst in the division and I think at some points it's been the worst in the whole of England. Mm. At the other end of the pitch, Hull do have a goal scorer in Oscar Estepinian who came in in the summer. He's got eight goals and I think he's back from suspension as well. I think he was serving a three-game ban, wasn't he, for, for a red card. So how important is he to the side and who are the other key players that will be important for Hull against Sunderland on Saturday? Uh, well, it is good to have him back from suspension. Um, I didn't think it was... Uh, maybe it was a red card, but for, for him to be suspended for three matches was, was quite a shame because... Uh, he was just trying to control the football, really, but um, I'm still not over it. Uh, he's not been as important to the team as we hoped he would. He is the second uh, highest goal scorer in in, uh, in the championship with eight, but seven of those have come in just three games. So he, he scored a hat-trick and two braces early on in the season. So really, he's only got one in about 10 or 15 games. Um, that's not really been his fault because... Um, he's he's a little bit like Haaland, um, not quite as good, of course, but his skill is scoring goals and finishing in the box. It's not like Messi where we can, or Kane where we can come deep and he's he's not good on the ball. He, he's only really a penalty box striker, and we've not been giving him the service that we hope the other players would be able to provide. So um, hopefully he can get on the end of some chances that we create tomorrow. Um, but the main issue for him or whoever's been up front is that they don't get the chances to score. So if we do feed him, he will score because um, we, we've uh, he showed that early on in the season and he, he is a very high-caliber player coming from the Portuguese division. But uh, I think he'll probably take a bit of time with the new manager and um, maybe a bit of rustiness for him to get back to form. Uh, but he, unfortunately, he's not been, um, since the first few matches, uh, he has been quite poor, really. Mm. So aside from him, then, who are the other key players that will be important for Hull against Sunderland on Saturday? Um, well, so long as any of them don't get injured before then, which is quite likely. Uh, Pelkas, he just got injured for three months. So I guess Dokan Sinek maybe will come back in. Um, he's one of the big money signings. We've not really seen the best of him yet. So hopefully he can play better. But the players in form, um, attacking-wise, I suppose, would be Regan Slater. Um, we got him for 50 grand off Sheffield United. Um, he's been a bargain and he's probably been our best player this year. And then, unfortunately, we, we have been quite put back. So our goalkeeper, it should be Matt Ingram tomorrow. Um, he's also been one of our best this season. So maybe Sunderland will struggle to score past him. But attacking-wise, I'm not really confident in any of our players to perform. Uh, so Slater's got a lot of energy. Ingram's a good goalkeeper, but... Other than that, I'm not overly confident, really, in our mm -hmm. 
players' abilities at the moment. And how is Rosinha kind of set up his side? It looks like from what I've had a kind of seen, it's four two three one. Is that kind of the formation that he's gone with? And and how do you think they'll approach the game against Sunderland? Yeah, it's basically the same formation Schrotter played, but the main difference has been that, uh, especially in his uh, first game I watched um, under Rosinha away at Cardiff, um, we're playing out from the back a lot more. Um, we're keeping the ball. It's slow possession. Um, and it was quite nervy to watch, really, because we're not quite as good at it as we should be. Um, we did concede from a sloppy mistake, but we're trying to build from the back and play forward. And um, it's still not really creating a lot of chances, but uh, we're going to be playing like that. So if some of them are pressing, um, then maybe we'll struggle to get out of that. But uh, really, I've not seen enough of him to uh, say exactly what the uh, methodology is, but... Um, he wants the players to be more de- determined, and uh, I think under Dawson, as the uh, Andy Dawson, the interim manager, um, we did play a more of the uh, players who have championship experience or, or experience in, in England. So a bit more grit and determination than under Schotter. Um, we've seen that more recently. So, um, but really playing out from the back, um, a, a slower build-up, um, and you know relying on the goalkeeper and being brave on the ball and to get forward and want to be in possession. That's really what he's been trying to implement. And uh, the month will definitely have helped with that. Mm. Obviously, it has been a difficult start to the season, but what would you say is now the expectation at Hull? I mean, we said 21st in the table, but not many points in it. I think there were only five points behind Sunderland who were in 11th. So it could easily swing with a few results. So what would you say the fans are kind of hopeful for in the second half of the season? Well, the expectation before the season started was, um, you know, a playoff push would be nice, but we're not really hoping for that. Then we had a, a very poor run. I predicted we'd finish 11th and I'd I'd be happy with that if you offered me that now. Of course, we are 21st, um, but I don't really think anyone's too worried about getting relegated, unlike last year, because, um, I mean, it's the old cliche, we're too good to go down. I mean, no one is in this division, but we have spent a lot of money. So you'd hope that those players with the quality we have seen in flashes would get us away from the drop zone eventually. But I think now that we've got a senior who is inexperienced and uh, is a sort of fan favourite, we want to give him time. So a top half finish from this position would be, I think, very solid. Um, but really, we just want to see the best of our attacking players and... Um, just not be so frustrated when we lose because it's been from a, a set piece. So if we can stop losing games that we shouldn't lose because we've made a silly mistake, um, I'd be much happier. Mm. Well, Sunderland haven't actually scored a goal from a set piece all season, so uh, uh, Hull might be safe from that position. Um, right, now nah, it'll be the first chance for you to do that, I think. Yeah, well, well Sunderland fans will certainly hope so. Um, interesting what you said as well about trying to play out from the back. Sunderland I thought pressed really well in the first half against uh, West Brom on Monday. I don't know if you saw that game, but dropped off quite significantly in the second half. So if Hull are trying to play out from the back, maybe a tactic that Sunderland try and uh, deploy again. But how do you think the game will go on Saturday? How do you think Hull will try and kind of approach the game? Will they try and try and dominate possession, as you said, trying to play out from the back? Is that how you think they'll play it, especially at home as well? Mm. Well, if it's anything like the Reading match before the break where we were at home and we had a lot of the ball, um, 
we had about 60% possession or, or it felt like that the second half we had it for pretty much the whole half and then we, we lost the game because we just didn't uh, create enough with it. Um, I assume we probably will be trying to keep the ball again, um, playing out from the back, a bit slower build up, but um, hopefully we do create more chances and are more, you know, because we've been brave on the ball to keep it, but we haven't really been brave to really try and, and score. Um, it's sometimes it's felt like a bit of possession for possession's sake, but uh, I don't really know how it's going to go because um, uh, I mean the Watford match we were sort of under the cosh a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see how um, attacking we are um, at home. Uh, I don't really know how good Sunderland are, but it's probably a team we we could beat. Um, it's not one of the, the the best teams in the division, so I'd like to see us win, but. Uh, again, if we can find the, the right sort of system to get the best out of Oscar Astapinian up front, especially back from suspension, we could win. But, uh, I mean, not having seen us, uh, you know, play to the best of our ability yet, I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow, but that's the hope. Mm. Just looking at the previous meetings between the two sides, the last time they met, they were in, both in League One. Sunderland and Hull, there was a one-all draw in January 2021, and there was a two-all draw in yeah. April that year. Um, Hull, of course, and then got promoted, didn't they? So mm-hmm. what will kind of the, the expectation be among Hull supporters? Will they be thinking this is a game they should be winning at home to a Sunderland side that are 11th in the table, but ultimately were just promoted from League One through the playoffs? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we drew a third game in the League Cup as well that season. So um, it has been quite tight um, recently. Um, I think the last four games against Sunderland might have been a draw, actually, now that I think about it. Um, So another draw could be possible. But yeah, uh, we don't want to get too carried away because we do have these players that have scored in European competitions or at major tournaments or, you know, been promoted from the Premier League before. But as I said feels like it's a bit uh, disjointed at the moment and we've not seen the best of our players for sort of two games in a row they might have a good game and then go into their shell a bit so uh, I mean the possibility is there to sort of use that quality that and that you know uh, high level experience that Sunderland as a newly promoted team maybe don't have Um, but then the thing we don't uh, that we have been lacking is Sunderland obviously is a team that is together getting promoted last season. That's not something we've experienced. Uh, and it's been a, you know, we've signed a lot of players that some fans might call mercenaries. So, um, you know, that togetherness is something we don't have. So, uh, yeah, we have the quality to win the match, but I don't really know if anyone's expecting too much, um, especially as we don't really know just how much we should expect from a senior in a short amount of time. Um, I mean, I, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but um, he could be a very good appointment, but uh, it's going to take a lot of time, I think. Mm. Just looking at the last result as well, a goalless draw away at Watford mm. on paper, probably not a bad result against the Watford side that many will yeah. fancy to go up. So from that result, does it feel like they're kind of building kind of brick by brick, a little bit of momentum maybe? Yeah, I mean, we've... Uh, Three out of four games for seniors being in charge, we've not lost, and uh, we did go on a very bad losing run under Schotter. So, uh, um, but especially at home, we seem to be 
to crumble at home. We're, we're better on the road, so uh, we really need to change that round. But it is a good building block. Um, it's a point I didn't expect us to get. So um, if we could get another positive result, which I think would a draw wouldn't be terrible, but I'd like us to win. We could start building that momentum. As you said, the, the league is very tight at the moment. So uh, it's Blackpool at home after this on Boxing Day. It, you know, those are two sort of winnable games against teams with potentially sort of lower budgets, perhaps. Um, but, I mean, as we've proven, uh, having the biggest budget, because I think we spent the third most in the summer, is not um, the best way to get promoted or finish high because we are 21st. So uh, I really don't know how it's going to go. Um, but I believe in Rossini and I'd like to see us finally start putting some results together. But I think that's based on more just hope than any real expectation. Mm -hmm. Well, you say you don't know how it's going to go, but we usually just finish by asking our guests just for a quick score prediction. So what are you thinking for the game on Saturday? Um, well, I mean, even though we have been a little bit better defensively, I still think, especially at home, we seem to concede so many from corners and uh, crosses. So I think Sunderland will score, but it's the first game back at the MKM after a long time, um, sort of feeling the Christmas spirit. So maybe we'll get uh, two goals gifted to, to Oscar's opinion up front. He, he tends to score tap-ins. So a hopeful 2-1 win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I thought I thought Sunderland played well against West Brom on Monday for the first half. Um, the second half was a different story, but I think mm -hmm. if they can just find a bit more consistency kind of in kind of halves of games, even if they can kind of back up first half performances, I think they're building something pretty good there. So I think from what you're saying with Hull, still trying to kind of find their feet under a senior, I think Sunderland might scrape a 2-1 win, but uh, mm -hmm. could be a tight game, but we'll see how it goes on Saturday. Nathaniel, thanks a lot for Thank you. joining me on the latest episode of the Raw podcast. Um, you can find more Sunderland content over on the SAFC section of the Sunderland Echo website, the thoughts of head coach Tony Mowbray, as well as more build-up to Saturday's game. You can also subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Just search Sunderland Echo SASC on YouTube and press subscribe for all our latest podcasts, fan videos, press conference clips, and much more. Uh, we'll have more um, analysis and reaction from the game on Saturday away at Hull, as well as post-match reaction. Once again, thanks a lot for listening to the Raw Podcast. <laughs>